Welcome back to Stay Tuned. I am Rich. And I'm Holly. We're back. And we are joined today with a special guest, uh, Holly's husband, my brother, uh, Adam. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm excited to be here. So we're going to be discussing a show on Netflix, which I was told to watch because Holly forced me to do this kind of stuff. And it's called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. It is a popular K-drama and a new approach. It's going to be a two-parter. This show is 16 episodes long. So I decided to, because I'm a new watcher, I watched the first eight episodes. So today's episode is going to cover the first eight episodes of the series. And we're going to discuss the characters and basically give you a little breakdown of the show and the themes of it all. And hopefully, if you guys like this uh, episode, you can check it out for yourself and probably watch it in a much faster manner than I did because I took my time with the show because I don't have enough hours in a day, but I'm learning. Whereas I just binged this in about, <laughs> what, three days? Three days. Three days. She probably grew like toenails or whatever in that time period, you know, didn't get a haircut, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Does that matter whatsoever? But she watched it with her husband, so that's pretty cool. And it's always good to have another person's insight about these kind of shows because, like a lot of things that we uncover, these shows actually have more than face value. When I first looked at the trailer, I'm like, another cringy drama I have to sit through probably. And I was surprised what it's so far. Now, that can change in the second half of this show. Um, but we're going to go through and discuss it. Uh, the show is new. It came out. Like what, in July of this year? Yeah. It wasn't too long ago. It's fairly recent. <laughs> yeah, 2020? Yes. Yeah, good. And I think, at the research in the show a little bit, this actually is the director's first TV show ever. So, surprised about the detail of the show and the choreography it has. I mean, it has a lot of nice camera angles, a lot of nice lighting, like, and everybody on a show just looks amazing. Like, people are just super good looking for no reason. And they it's, really brought a lot of the psych aspect into it, too. So it's pretty in-depth um, into different disorders and psychological issues, so. Yeah, I was like, find myself being really drawn to shows I actually can relate to. And as a person who has family, people in his family who actually have problems mentally, like my brother has issues mentally, and we, had to take care of him from a really young age. This show's uh, main character really, really spoke to me when he took care of his brother, which we'll discuss in a few minutes here. But um, without further ado, please enjoy this uh, episodic breakdown, episodes one through eight, of It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Holly, go on. So, um, we'll go over the main idea first. So, Moon Young is... Um, an antisocial personality disorder writer, children's books. Um, and she meets the Moon Brothers, Gang Tae and Sang Tae. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, same. They have a best friend, Jay Su, who we'll see. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. Um, you'll see Ju Ri, who is one of the nurses. Um, you'll see a bunch of other of the psychiatric hospital staff and some of the patients, but we'll talk about them later on. Yes. But uh, episode one was The Boy Who Fed on Nightmares. Yes. Yes. I loved. Such a, such a good uh, beginning episode to draw people into the, the new the show. Uh, like I said, I, I'm very like, new to a lot of this uh, K-drama, and I, I gotta say, like, 
when when I'm drawn into something like this, it, it takes a bit. And like this is like the the first episode was just like such a great way to bring you know bring it in to, uh, something that's strong like that. Uh, I, I was really excited from the get go. You know, normally I get bored. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm more I'm more of an anime guy, so it takes a bit to. Uh, well, that that's why this really drew you in because remember the intro to this was actually not traditional oh. drama it was actually the animated intro yeah it was a, which was cool the artist is really great it was it was it really broke things down and it definitely drew me in with the i was like oh this is a cool little anime i was like oh wait there's a drama <laughs> whoops <laughs> wrong channel <laughs> it's, it's funny because uh what adam just said but actually hit on a, a point i want to discuss as well the opening cinematics for this show were amazing when i first saw the opening uh intro well, not the intro the opening Scene. The, oh, yeah, yeah, opening scene of the episode. I'm like, wow, is this like some sort of Tim Burton movie? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah, the vibe I got. Like, I, it felt a little bit like uh, uh, Coraline, a little bit right before Christmas. I'm yep. like, wow, because it seems so dark and gritty. Oh, and, I love it. And you see how it's being narrated about this, the, this, this girl who's like so cold and so despondent. And you're like, what's her deal? You know, is she a creep? I mean, that's why I thought she's a little creep. But then you realize that. It's obviously, it's, you know. There's more to yeah. it. And you see how, and that is a start right there. You can tell that this girl has been hurt because of the way the narrator actually puts it out there. And you go in there with a sense of what was a trauma, you know. What is this childhood trauma? And you see how there's a boy involved and how she was involved with the boy. They probably were, like, in love at a young age. You know, that childhood love you have going on. And... You know, and then we flash forward to the current timeline, and mm-hmm. we meet one of our main protagonists in the restaurant. In the, in the restaurant, oh, my favorite, one of my favorite scenes so far. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, have so I, many I issues mean, with that. come on, <laughs> she's gorgeous, sitting in her chair, just yeah. eating her bloody steak. Yeah. Was, that, was that your issue with the bloody steak? Hanging out, <laughs> <laughs> I got my steak like cooked. Okay, not like still kicking and screaming. Oh, oh no! So my issue with that scene is when you first meet her and she's this this cold person. And I get it though. You know, they they try to say, hey, that is the girl from earlier. You know, when they showed the intro, and she meets this this little fan, this this girl, and this girl's like maybe like six years old. Yeah, and she, she, she too and, old. Yeah, she's like with her mom. She's like, oh, I like love your books. You know, and she's like, oh, to a little girl. Oh, you're a fan. Mm. And she like starts writing out the autograph. But she's like, hey, you know, how about we get a picture instead? I'm like, okay, maybe she's gonna sit there and be cold in a picture. But no, she like talks to this little girl and like creeps around. And I'm like, what is this chick's problem? Well, that's because she told her that she wants to be a princess and the princess is the good one. And no, princesses aren't beautiful in her stories. It's always the, the witch. witch. Yeah. So, you know. So right there, I'm like, okay, she's kind of a monster. Now, I'm a huge, huge fan of a villain because sometimes a villain makes the story much more intriguing because it can't be full of heroes because they do the right thing. I'm like, oh, okay, we get it. You know, you're not jaywalking. Good job. So we watch this, <laughs> we watch this, this woman do her thing and the little girl runs away screaming and then we meet the CEO of the company who's yeah. like, oh, yes. he's hilarious. And he's so cliche, but I like him. He's a typical cliche, like, you know, oh my God, we got to keep her under control. You know, she's a wild artist, so we have to make sure we get our investments and our money. And he's like... And he's been with her for a long time. I I don't know if they explain that in one through eight or if I'm looking further in the future, Uh, but I know they've been working together for several years. Yeah. So it's been a few years of working together and he knows her quirks, so to say. Yes, her ins and outs. He does. So, actually, do you want to discuss the, the opening, that scene in the restaurant when she, like, messed around with the knife? Oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. She just 
picks up that she loves anything shiny, anything kind of dangerous. Yeah. Great. Kind, mm. I don't know why. It just kind of pulls. Yeah, that sounds like a really... <laughs> maybe she be the OK Hospital. It was a bit much when she was like, oh, this is she beautiful. Kinda, like, the, how she always like portrays yeah. everything. She always like sticks her hand out and like, she wants it. <laughs> yeah, um, she but, just kind of messing around with the knife, cuts her finger, and is like, eh, okay, maybe it's what it is. Yeah, I, I, I feel like her amazement by the knife is like very like childish. I think she's already grown up because she has this sense of entitlement. Like she wants, wants, wants. Yes. And she does what she wants with no kind of consequences at all. And when you have this, we have a kid. Like, I, I have a kid. And you can tell them, like, hey, no means no. And they're going to keep complaining until, until, you know, until they actually get it. I'm like, okay, you know what? And then they're going to lash out because they don't get their way. That happens to her quite a bit. And you see it happen so much. And then you see... But she doesn't really lash out. She just gives you, the, like, the glare. She lashes out quite a bit when she stabs people. She does. <laughs> we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into yeah. that. We're not uh, but yet. she also has a director who's always there saying, like, you know, he's, he's he ends up paying for whatever that needs to be paid. And I yeah. can tell in the show that he'll pay off stuff, you know, to make her uh, life easier in, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when, uh, you know, she goes to the hospital to read the stories? First off, before we get into that, <laughs> yeah, though, okay. did you see how when she was reading the story, they were doing the sand art yes. on the projector? That was really that was, cool. That, that was, that was I cool. did really enjoy that. She's very coarse with her words. She's kind of rude. I like that about her. Like, she has a really, like, foul she mouth. She knows what she wants, and she goes after it. I'm all about that. You're all about Good it. for her. You're a soul-empowered woman. And this is where I am. <laughs> <laughs> soul-empowered with a woman. Thank you, Beyonce. You got it. All right. All single ladies stand up. Before so, I think you should talk about uh, the sand art, which is a really great scene. Uh, you probably should talk about more of the other main character of uh, the, as you call them, the Moon Brothers. Like they, yes, Kankai? yeah, yeah. Well, first off, that scene at the hospital when the bulimic threw up on him just kind of <laughs> it just showed how much restraint he had for not letting that phase him at all. I think because he's like used to it because of he's been... well With his brother well, and we, everything. Well, he is actually... Um, gosh. His name is... Moon Ga Tang and then uh, Moon Sang Tang. Yeah. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast knows I will never get these Korean names right. Just understand that right now. And I, I mean, no disrespect, but my gosh, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> this, is why, this is why Holly's here to help me out with this kind of stuff. So... What's his name? Okay. <laughs> there you go. He is living with his brother Sangte, who had, who is actually autistic. Yes. Yep. He's the younger brother no. taking older. Yes, he's no, no, no. the younger he's brother the, taking oh, yeah. care of the taking older care brother. of him. Yes. And we learn that basically he's really a really caring. Well, he's a, a caring caregiver. As Holly mentioned, that he was in the room with that woman who was throwing up. She has mental issues, and he was just okay with it. He's used to it because he's been through. I mean, I wouldn't ringer. say he was okay with it, but he he was able to phase out. Yeah, this is nasty. Like I need to just put on a blank face, kind of I do with my brother, because he said, as long as he smiles and that's all his brother knows, that's all that matters. Yeah, and we know that his brother is you know the older one, and we know he's been mm -hmm. taking care of him his whole life because I guess their parents are not involved, they're not around, which you know we'll discuss later. But uh, we do also learn that um, Moon comes to the the, uh, the hospital. I'm oh, sorry, not hospital. It comes to. I mean, it's a hospital. Is it, is it yeah, hospital? it's a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she goes there to. This is the one in Seoul. Yes. Because cool. he does 
change, but we'll again go yeah. into that later. So she's there reading, and basically this is whole big debacle. She gets interrupted because this patient gets loose, and he's there trying to basically murder his daughter. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he wants to kill himself and kill his daughter because he thinks it's for the best. Because there's something that he says to his daughter that kids can't be without their parents. Yeah, you know. And he was like, "If I'm not around, you're gonna be in an orphanage and it's gonna be worse. So you need to basically come with me so I can kill you, and then I'll kill myself." And and she's like, "Dad, I, I don't want to die." I'm like, "Hey, girl, I hear you. I don't want to die either. <laughs> you know, dying's terrible. I heard." Mm. So. So we go through there, and she notices, like, you know, that he's still out there and loose, and she confronts him, you know, Moon c- confronts this man, and calls him, like, many, many names, and he, like, chokes her, and there's a flashback she has of this man choking her, and she, like, scratching, and she's, like, still, while being choked, right, you know, just, she's, like, basically, she's, like, ready to, like, die. Yeah. It, it seems that way. Um, so then, uh, Gang, Gang? Gante. Gante. Yes, comes in and he intervenes and he restrains him, but Moon is still in her Moon ways. She goes up to him and she almost stabs him, but Gang Gangte Gangte gets right in the middle and puts his hand up. And what happens is she stabs him right in the hand. He catches the knife like a total. Again, no facial expressions whatsoever. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he just took it. I mean, I'd be like crying. Like, I don't that, know. That's amazing. Make me bleed my own blood. I don't want yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, hey. So, and she's like, I wasn't really going to kill him. I was going to, you know, stab him a little bit. Oh, just a little bit you're going to stab him. When you see the knife and you're like, okay, she was putting a lot of force into that. Well, yeah. I mean, like she said in the first episode, she said some people don't deserve to live. Yeah. And, you know, it's not okay, but... Again, he was trying to kill his daughter, so... Yeah. Reasons. Reasons. You reasons. can reason it out. Fair enough. Mm. Adam, do you want to take us to segue to what happens next in the later half of the episode? Oh, uh, well, you know, Moon um, <laughs> you know, he like, pretty much convinces her, like, you know, to drop the knife and everything, and, you know, she, she does that, and, and he's, he's a caregiver, so he's all about, like, you know, trying to protect everybody and, you know, protect him uh, for, for things like that. So, you know, she... Get through the knife and down and everything, make sure he was okay. So it was, it was really it's so crazy, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was crazy. It was. But then, like the the part that got me was like the fact that that holding happened. He saved the patient. He mm-hmm. well, he saved the, the little girl. He saved Moon, mm-hmm. and um, and he basically was doing the right thing. He was doing his job. He restrained the patient from hurting yes. himself, hurting someone else, and then he still gets fired. Yep. He he, he gets he's, fired. He's the scapegoat. Yeah. He gets fired, and then we meet his friend, who was delivering chicken. Who oh, Jay Su? Jay Su. Jay was he's he's a fun character. He is a fun character. I do like him. And I think that he's used to show us that there's still some semblance of normalcy in his life. That he has a outgoing random friend like that who I want to say lives with him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's a very loyal friend. He's yeah. been with them for he, years on years because of uh, yeah. He follows them and yeah. You'll see that throughout yeah. the show, yeah. Yeah. but he follows them basically, so yeah. he's their best friend. So then we, he gets him on this uh, motorcycle, and the bike, the the, <laughs> the this scene right here made me like question what kind of show this actually was because the bike breaks down. He's yelling, he's like, "I'm such a bad friend, no!" Yeah. <laughs> but then you see in the background, there's a new Netflix ad that says, 
hey, on Netflix, streaming now, is that okay to be okay? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I did see love that. It. I was like, that was, that was great. great. I was like, I love when a show is like kind of where I'm a, I'm a total nerd for like four, four breaks if, if it's done properly and also on screen texting. Like, ask my wife. She knows that, oh my God, on screen texting? Now, I'm now okay, you got my attention. Let's do this right here. So, and then we obviously, we could just fast track a little bit. Uh, not good. Once again, we're not, going to, we're not going to overly spoil every episode. But we could fast track to the end of the episode when basically the CEO is trying to pay off and he he goes up there to and he sees her and they have this like heart to heart for a second. He's like, I want yeah. to see your eyes again. Yes. And they I, reminded him of somebody that he knew in his past. Yeah. And he said that it was somebody who was messed up, had no conscience, and was and completely lacked warmth. Yeah. And he's like, I really liked her. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm thinking, that is the worst way to like throw game at a girl. You know, never, <laughs> you don't say, hey, you're cold and dead inside. I'm like, no, you say, hey, you're, you're warm and you're fun, whatever. Um, yep. So the episode ends, and I think this is something for, for me being new to K drama as well, like Adam said, um, people in K drama at the end of, of like, episodes, they, they tend to stare. At each other quite a bit, like they just stare for like a minute. Oh my gosh, the stare is so yeah. long, and they have to go, they have to rotate around each other. Yeah, it's I was... so intense though. That's how they get you. It just hits different. I was more saying like, okay, next episode, why are you still staring? Oh, but no. that's just no. It, it needs to go on for a little while. Then. <laughs> blink. It's weird. Yeah, they were like really into that mood, and I and I get it because when I watched this other show, uh, Crash uh, Lenny to you they kept doing that I'm like wow they're staring a lot too this is crazy the moment yeah I don't know what it's called but I call it the moment the moment the moment I mean I know my wife loved Twilight when it first came out I remember how they stared a lot Bella was staring at Edward for quite a bit like just for minutes on end like what you guys just can you guys breathe it's weird I don't know what's (laughs) going on okay so before we go into episode two um I just want to hit on what the book was about in the first one do it So, The Boy Who Fed on Nightmare, the book, I thought was about how pain in the past, it all molds you into who you are now, and that pain is required to be happy. So, I mean, you're, it has to be there at some point. Yeah, I feel like every book, uh, and this is what I thought early on, was gonna be like, every book is going to have like a... a an allegory, you know, more or less to the episode, you know, about what's it you know, going to be covering. Right. And you hit it right in the head hit her in the head because they literally discussed at the end of the episode this person was cold she was mean but I liked her you know so the, the past is literally coming back mm-hmm. but both people both you know lead stars right I feel like when I watch episode one I'm like they are going to be it's going to be rocky oh yeah it's, it's going to be crazy never easy it's going to be crazy and it's going to be something that they're going to both grow from and learn from each other it, it sounds cliche to say it, but it's true because people do heal each other. You, but you know what? You just don't realize it, though. Until, Not until later on. Until later on. Right. right. <clears throat> All right. Episode two. Episode two. And Holly, episode two title, because I didn't write it down. The Lady in Red Shoes. Lady in Red Shoes, she says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lady in Red Shoes. This oh. is the fun, the fun one. This is a drama. Episode was very... Um, Dramatic. Yeah, for all the right <laughs> reasons. And I'm going to just... So we, we come, episode two opens up, and they're still having this intense stare. It's been going on for like eight days, it feels like. Uh, yes, it has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, the, the CEO was like, hey, you got to... Do you want some of this drink? You know, but in that box that he had 
it was money in that box. So mm-hmm. he, once again, he's trying to pay off because he got fired from his job and he's trying to pay him off. So he's like, I don't want your money. And, and he walks off. He walks off. And she, and she, it all zooms out and she's this giant and she, she's, Moon Young trying to, and she's trying to pick, pick at him. him you can't see this from that, but she's like trying to pick at this little, <sighs> this, this little man. And then there's this like because funny, he was pretty and was, she wants him. But it's funny because in the same scene, you can see that her figure is being uh, opposed to a little city as well. Yes. So, so she's a giant in her mind, and also she's also oh, yeah. a giant with the camera. So I'm like, that's a weird, that's a really good way to actually like. It was great. It was, it was it was very cool, and the fact that she like just wants this 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 guy because he's not into her because once again she's a kid. I think she's a young mind. Yeah, that was just her imagining all. of Yeah, that. but I mean, I mean, she wants to get her way. He's like, of course. And you know what? He's a like, girl. You hot, but I don't want you know what you're selling. And she's like, what? You cray. <laughs> I don't know how kids talk nowadays. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm sorry to touch. So we flash forward because basically she uh, agrees to give an autograph at her new book signing. Yes, and the book signing. And he basically says he'll go because his brother is a his his brother who once again huge is autistic. Fan. Yes, yeah, like he's a huge fan for her. Mm-hmm. Like he loves he loves the work that she does. Like he always reads her books all the time. You'll see him throughout the episodes. Like take it, like he even sleeps with her books. Yeah, if it gives him comfort that you know what she writes yeah. is something that he portrays as what he goes through. Mm. So it, it's like a really good comfort and uh, um, it, it's cool that how he like when he he mentions her name and he's like, wait, 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 you met her? Like autograph, autograph. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, he like he, he fanboyed pretty hard. Oh yeah. Oh he man, did. it like, was he, very intense. When he was ready to go see her. He knew exactly how to get there on bus. How to there. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He had the coordinates. He's like, he was that good. Um, Before they went to the book signing, though, we saw, um, they showed us in a flashback. Ooh, flashback. How um, they all lived, how they all um, grew up together. Gangtae, Sangtae, Jaesoo, Juri, Moonyoung. Mm-hmm. And we actually see their memory about the fact that the mom died. Yeah, um, that was pretty, um, that was pretty, uh, it, it came out of nowhere. Honestly, I felt like it just, they threw at us like a memory to just, just to pose like, like, hey, here's a memory, here's their trauma. Right, like, it's to try to get you it, to see all the, how everything's going to connect eventually. So I've seen this in other uh, dramas as well too, uh, how they, they, they give you bits and pieces of like the, the background story, like the history, like why they, they're going through stuff like this. And then in this show... It portrays like the first one you get is like it was the police station, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it shows that like you know the kids are crying, like something happened that was really you know really traumatic, and you hear uh, you hear uh, Moon Sang Tang you know like say like oh god the the butterfly, the butterfly, butterfly, did butterfly. It. yeah. yeah. That's so right. it was it was like a, it was like what's the butterfly? So then you you start getting more drawn into the show because you want to know what is this butterfly? Yeah, it's definitely like, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a mystery. Yes, yes. And you're just and me, I was like. How do I? I was trying to say, okay, who's the butterfly? Because I mean, in the flashbacks, you see her like killing butterflies, but ripping off their wings and everything. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so you're not really sure yet. You're yeah, kind of confused. Yeah. So I'm not sure is butterflies allegory for her being there, or but once again, this is me overthinking episode two. So <laughs> you know, cause I'm right. a big fan of trying to solve the issue before the end of the, of the series. Like, oh yeah, I knew it the whole time. Right. So that's why this just goes into that little little itsy bitsy piece here now and it'll come back to you later with a twist (laughs) (laughs) 
So now we go back to the book signing. The book signing was pretty interesting. Uh, the fact that they get the book signing and Moon Sung Tae is there. Right? Good yeah. tell. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you see that? He's once there. Again, once again, we don't edit. We just do one big take. Um, <laughs> Moon Sung Tae is there. And he's just uh, excited to be there. And he sees uh, a kid in a dinosaur costume. Dinosaurus. Oh, yeah. being that specific right now? <laughs> and a so dinosaur excited. costume. That's his favorite. Fine. And he goes into detail about the dinosaur, and he, like, you know, gets too close for his own well-being, and the dad gets a little perturbed with him. Mm-hmm. And, and the mom. Or the mom, yeah. Oof, but, they were and, both terrible. And the dad pulls his hair, and, he, and, you know, like anybody else would, he freaked out. But also people who are autistic, right, I mean, understand that this is not, I am not a psych major, or n- never was. I took a psych class my freshman year of college. And I'm no anxious. I mean, I, I don't know about psychology whatsoever, but I know that there are sensitivity yeah, areas yeah. that you and, don't. And knowing that I've seen this already, I will tell you later on. You'll find out about stuff like that. Um, but yes, yeah. So he, he pulls his hair, and he freaks out, and he makes a big scene, and then uh, her name. <laughs> Moon Young gets yeah. involved. Young. So yes. she starts thinking, should I help him? Should I not? And she decides, sure, I'm going to go help him. So what does she do? Goes down there, takes care of dad. <laughs> takes care. I think that was the best way of helping him. You know, just getting yeah. you know. She doesn't care if it's at her book signing. She doesn't care that people are videotaping her. She goes out and she's like, I'm going to take care of this. But, and but, she does. But see, once again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, how she is just playing by her own rules, doing what she wants, and not really understanding that she is a public figure and that there are legit consequences to what she does. You're not but a she random... She doesn't care. And, that, and that's what I'm trying to get at. She, once again, is in that selfish mindset about not understanding the fact that she works for this company, what she does, she keeps people employed. And doesn't really seem to care about anybody but herself. True. Very so, true. So then, you know, they once again, once she does that, she then calls. She explains that you pulled his hair. He freaked out. Apologize. Yeah, apologize to me. Not to him. To me. Because you ruined my book signing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and once again, selfish. Yet, yet again. I and, love her so much. She's my favorite. Oh, is she? She is. Is she though? Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, she's pretty interesting. I like the interesting character. Yeah. So, she explains that you pulled his hair. How else would he freak out? She pulled his hair. She goes, see? Basically, you don't like it, right? And the and a dad's yelling. And the woman, his husband, sorry, her uh, his wife is there. She's saying, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mm. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, like, I thought you were crazy. And uh, she then she, she calls her a crazy bitch. Sorry. Yes. That would be the only profanity that I used in this whole episode. Uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. And it gets caught on video. It's going viral. She's out of control, more or less. Yep. And so... And she storms out. She storms out because that's what she does. She just walks away from any kind of problem. Yep. And then she gets threatened by Mr. Mr. Ascot. Ah, yes. Uh, she gets yeah. threatened by him. Yeah. Because he says, dresser. you know, <laughs> who would have known that a child's book writer has an Antisocial personality disorder. The blackmail comes out. Everybody. Oh, man. But you, and you see him, and he's leaving with two boxes of, of cash. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, they're drinks, quote unquote. <laughs> she's, drinks. She air quoted, by the way. No one can see that. You guys can't see it because it's an audio podcast. So, <laughs> but she definitely was air quoting. But yeah. Um, 
But basically, she threatens him and almost... Well, he threatened her first. Yeah, but she... But then she... Res- yeah, she did. She always responds with violence, though. Like, it's always with her. It's always violence with her. So, this guy almost falls down. Well, hold on. She takes out his pen because, like Holly said earlier, it's it's shiny. It's shiny and so it's she, pretty. So, she's got to have it. Mm. So, she threatens to basically stab this guy. So, he reacts. He freaks out. Almost falls back. And then... He falls down a flight of stairs. <laughs> he falls down a flight he of stairs. He hurts himself, yeah. I know. Yeah, and basically, she's like, oh, she's like, why couldn't he die? You know, why do people like that live so long? You know, why do jerks <laughs> live so long? And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. But, uh, but uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're totally fine. There was an important scene before that, too, was when she met up with uh, Moon Gateng. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he, as him being a caregiver, he's trying to calm her down. Oh, that's right after this. Yeah. The brother, oh, the brother, yes. The brother's yes. In, right now, the yeah. brother's trying to calm down. So how he calmed down his brother, he took the jacket that he was wearing and threw it over his brother's head and, yes. and hugged him. Yeah. And that's like a, a way to, you know, to get him out of that moment because he wouldn't stop. You know, he was, it yeah. was too much, too much happening at once. It limits all the stimulation. Correct. Oh. So he was in the, he was in the closet because he was trying to, uh, to, to relax and everything. But as this is happening, uh, Moon Gantay was talking to Komiyon, uh, trying to calm her down because in a sense she's kind of the same way she as as rich uh, precisely said that she's like a loose cannon like she does not care what who's around what she you know what's around or the consequences yes yeah, she does, yeah. yeah does what she wants every time you know so yeah. she is a public figure about that too because as you can tell when she said that one word to the lady which i won't repeat can't. Uh, don't, <laughs> can't. Do it. don't do it don't do it um <laughs> She, you know, everybody flipped out and recorded it because she's a public figure. So he's trying to calm her down. So he teaches her a method how to, like, how to relax, you know, cross her arms and pat each side the and everything. Butterfly the, butter, the butterfly hug method. The butterfly hug method. That's very yes. key, in, in, you know, uh, of, of somebody who's trying to relax and calm down. Uh, so it was a really cool scene. But as you can tell, after that, it didn't really do anything. I mean, she still almost tried to well, stab the guy in the eye. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if this is just me, but God, that scene was great. Yeah, I mean, I like, was just like, oh, this see, <laughs> see, this is why media is so important to me because right now in the current world uh, climate, right now we live in in this twenty twenty COVID nineteen pandemic we live in. This is so important that we can have these kind of talks because we see media and we interpret it in our own image, and mm-hmm. we like Holly said earlier too, like you know our past, right? You know, influences us to to a degree. You know, so we watch these shows and we say, okay, like, we've been there before. Now, not every show is going to do it for us at all, but we can also, like, we use that, we use our own personal life stories, right, to basically relate to to a character. At least I do. And those characters that I find most endearing are the ones that I actually can relate to. Mm. So, yeah. Um, very true. Yeah. Very true. Yep. So, basically, we, and then we, and then he meets up with Ju... Juri. 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 And Juri offers him a, a job. At the at the at the she title, says her facility is looking yeah. for a caregiver. Yeah. Basically, yep. it's at the title hospital of okay, okay, yeah, okay, psychiatric hospital. I, I, I love that as a name for us. I get it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but you know, we all know that it's okay to not be okay, right, guys? Hey, uh, yeah, you said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. Yeah. Um, the other title of this was um, uh, psycho. Psycho. Yeah, it's okay psych- to be yeah psycho, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's not go with that one. <laughs> That's super offensive. <laughs> uh, it was just great, though. It's funny. You know what? Right. Let's take a little look. Uh, this is it's funny. This is actually a show on Netflix that I like a lot. That mean it just watched quite a bit. It, it's called Love Sick. It's a really, really good show. It's from the UK. 
And it's a really, really well put together show. But the original title of the show was called Scrotal Recall. Wow. wow. Bad, bad title. So thank you, Netflix, for renaming this the show because I would not watch a show <laughs> called Scrotal Recall. Yeah, that's a that's a bit much. Well, reason. okay then. Interesting. Yeah. So we, we So now that we're there, let's go on to episode three. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Before oh, we go, before sorry. we go, before we go. Sorry. Before we go episode three. The last scene in the episode episode two, we see she actually tracks him down at the hospital. Oh, she follows him. She follows him. Yeah, she does. And she talks about the red shoes in a story about how obsession can be love in the same way. How some things can't be torn apart no matter how hard you try to. And so she meets him in the hospital and it's dark and it's rainy and it's like a horror film. And like, yeah, like all the power was out too. It was great. It was like she's like a force of nature and only God knows who can stand against her. But she wants what she wants. And she wants that boy. And I love I how she... that dress. Yeah. Can, okay, once again, I gotta say, the clothes <laughs> on this woman are on point. Oh, she is uh, absolutely... Every single outfit she has, I want to own. She's, she's absolutely Everything. beautiful. Like, yeah, this I woman... Mean, the actress, uh, Say... Uh, say Yo G. Say Yo G. Better than uh, me. She's, uh, uh, she's, a, she's a wonderful actress. And she's very, you know, very talented and beautiful. But this, this show definitely, like... She, it's just amazing. The, the people who was in charge of like the the, the dress, you know, dressing of all the cast and everything, and they just was outstanding. Yeah, you know, because uh, they made her, they made her look, you know, like dark, but like look beautiful. Like she's very attractive and, yeah. and, and soft yeah. and hard. At the yeah, same yeah, time. yeah, exactly. Very good. They don't they don't do it that much? And I was like, dang, like this this show, and it's not just on her, like on everybody. Like they just they look they look good for what they are. You know, it's yeah. like. Everybody in the show is like really good looking. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it, it feels like a CW TV show. Like, wow, everyone's like just like really in shape for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Do a push up. Okay. Actually, there's a, a funny scene where she goes, she says, wow, quite a bit. You know, when she touches him. Oh, yeah. She goes, wow. So, if you like little words in the English that she throws out uh, there. Yep. Yes, yes. But then, once again, episode two ends with a nice, hard stare. Yeah, it's not needed it to stare needed. somebody. Moment. If someone looks at you in, in a store hall, like some random guy, he's like, listen, you forgot your change. And and also, I'm there, right, with my phone playing some K pop music. He's like, oh, let's just stare. You think, mm. no? Oh. Okay, so you see what I mean? <laughs> it's I the hope, moment. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode That's three Sleeping Witch. Sleeping Witch. Yay. Okay, Holly. Please start it off. Sure. So having Moon Young follow Gang Tae, um, she is now going to start teaching literary classes at the hospital. Yep. And chaos breaks out after a patient breaks out. So yay. <laughs> this so patient This patient's pretty cool. He he's is, a VIP. He's he, <laughs> he's there quite a yeah. bit. Oh. Like he's a regular. Every, you know? but it's like every spring that he comes in. So there's a time frame when it happens. Yes. It's not that he's there all the time, but he's a recurrent patient. He's, he's a returner. Do you yeah. think he gets like a punch card? Because he's been there quite a bit. Do you know, we, we do have that being in the medical field. We do have people that return. It's like return customers. Okay. So yeah. they come at different points in time. But frequent this one, flyers. yes, frequent will have flyers. Yeah, he's, a, he's a cool character. He's one of them. I, I love the staff. Uh, of okay, 
I think yeah. the, 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 like the, the director of the uh, of the place, O.G. Wong. I think has, I can't pronounce that well, but uh, I you know people call Actually, him crazy, but he's just like funny and out you know outgoing. He he's, he is a little bit crazy, but uh, it's it's really it's really cool to see, you know see how you know he reacts to things and how he handles certain situations. Just want to point that out. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's a show is only as good. Like these main characters are are, are like really fun. But the show can be as good as the supporting players as well, and they make up the narrative across the hospital. Yes, you know we don't want anybody in the hospital like some random one-off character. I mean, yes, they are, they are there, but we still need a a backbone to support the main characters to drive yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what this show does really well. It gives these characters right some light to shine, but not taking from the main characters. Right now, I don't know. I don't think we brought this up yet, but Moon Young's dad actually is at the hospital. And yes. we find that out, and um, basically the director is trying to get her to be with her dad because he is going to pass away at some point Yeah, fairly that's, soon. That's, that's kind of something uh, that happened in episode two, we'll go back to that, is yeah. when uh, Judy went to go visit her. Yes, because she was to like, go get the signature. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why she was out there. She was like, yep. hey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, those are talk points that we, you know, missed on everything. But for the record, we don't want to overly spoil the show. Correct. If you guys watch it. Because it's, it, the episodes are an hour long, so we can't touch on every bit of uh, dialogue yeah. happened. But we will hit on the key points that, to us, actually, you know, drives the story forward. But that is, that yeah. is actually a key point that we just did not uh, discuss. So thank you, Adam, uh, and for bringing that up as well, and Holly. And, um, yeah. So, my favorite scene of this entire episode was the screaming match with the deer. <laughs> what, is that? what was that about? What was that about? I'm sorry, but that was hysterical. I was really laughing out loud when I, that happened. I couldn't take her, I couldn't take that, that scene seriously. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. And I try to be, I try to be uh, forgiving, but I'm like, why is this scene even here? If oh, anyone whatever. doesn't watch this drama after this podcast, please just Google that scene because it's hysterical. I do laugh a lot about that, uh, did what I go from Taylor Swift? <laughs> I go. I still love that goat. It made no. me laugh a lot. What? Yeah, remember the goat will be like yelling. It's a it's an old video on YouTube, but okay. not not important. No. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So we continue into the story, and she's living back at her old family mansion as well. Yes, the dad oh, built. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful, by the way. Yeah, but like no one's been there for years, so it's the so now. But I mean, yeah, yeah. But then she goes inside, and the house is like she's like looking all glamorous once again. At first thing in the morning, looks I, pretty. I don't get how that's even possible. Yeah, either. seriously. Like first of all, my questions were like the running water, the electricity. Yep. Where nope, is it? It just magically works. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. So the fairy tale we go into in this story was really Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Which I really liked. Um, so when she's in the house, she basically sees, I believe, her mom. And, um, in the fairy tale, it tells you that you can never escape your destiny and that, you know, the prince's kiss could break the curse, but her mom goes, don't get your hopes up because I'm going to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just kind of creepy, but... That's her nightmare. That's her nightmare. But in that in, in that same dream dream episode, if you want to call it, she sees her obsession when again once again he's there comforting her. Yes, she is using the butterfly hug method by herself to calm herself down. So you can already see the impact he's having on her. Because once again, they're gonna be healing each other 
that's what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Yay! Because that's how life works. <laughs> so she then goes back to work at the hospital. Yeah. And it's a interesting character. We we meet there. Like Holly said, the frequent flyer. He is the the VIP, uh, VIP, the son of a congressman or assemblyman. What is that yes, assemblyman. Yeah. assemblyman. Yeah. And he's just full on naked quite a bit. He's, oh, he's oh G do. I actually um, forgot yeah. about that. I love G do. But relax, it's censored, so you don't see any genitalia. But it's heavily implied that he's always that way because he likes being free and like a bird. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's true. That's him. So there's there's one scene, and then obviously we haven't really discussed a lot of the brotherly love here. But there's one scene when uh, Song uh, is talking to his brother about an RV and he's saying he's like, hey we should like just we should get one you know and he Which looks at the price interesting because he really didn't want to tell him what the money was for yeah. he wanted to be the older brother and not have to tell him like and he just wanted to do this for his brother so yeah. that they didn't have to move anymore and that yeah. really that really touched it's the it idea. Made me feel- well, it's, it's, it's the idea of loving family yeah. and sacrificing for the greater good of your family, and mm. you know, and he's all about his whole life has been sacrifice. From what I've seen so far, it's been up a sacrifice and yeah. giving up on things. You know, always oh, being the one. Like he works a lot of part time jobs. He's always working, and he and he he even he works never gets a break. This poor guy. Because he can't stop because people rely on him. I understand that, but it's just. Oh, God. So I know it's already talked about really in this in this show, but I think that he has a hero complex to a degree, and he has to be the one to save people, even mm. even though he's not. He's always there doing the right thing. He goes mm. above and beyond like a hero would, and you don't agree with that allegory because reasons. Wow, mm. whatever. I won't go into it. Don't go into it right now. Whatever. We'll do it next one. We'll do it next one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Continue. G2 escapes the hospital and he goes on a joyride with Moon Young. He First does. Off, he tries to just flash Josh her to get a reaction, and of course, Moon Young is not going to react to anything like that. I mean, so. she did react. No, she just... didn't. She just kind of sat in the car and she was like, "No, no." She got, she got out of the car and she was like, "You got, you got a little itty bitty one." <laughs> yeah, that's a reaction. And well, the best, yes, but she had no like facial reaction. Oh like, no, yeah, uh, she was bored by him, by his member. So, uh, but the best part was like. He was saying that it's cold outside, which, by the way, people, it's definitely true. It's, it's, it's cold outside. <laughs> it's really, that, that's really a thing, okay? So, hmm. men, do not be offended, okay? Because we know it's going to be warmer someday. Um, <laughs> so, they go on a joyride, and, and then he... Joyride around town. And it's just... It's bonkers. Uh, she, he. You just have to watch the episode. Yeah, episode. I don't want to yeah. spoil it right now. It, it, it's it's so much to talk about that. But yeah, just... we we don't want to spoil it, and also we don't want to make this episode too chatty. So uh, we could definitely say, but one episode, the episode three ending was their, the speech. The the, the speech, but yes. the one takeaway I can take away from this episode was he he talks to Moon Moon Young, Young and he says to her, "Should I just have fun with you?" Oh, episode. you're talking about Gang Tai, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And mm. episode just ends uh, right yeah. there. And yeah. I'm thinking like, oh my God, is he going to find start living for himself? Is this what this person needed to actually break out of his shell? Because he's been so reserved. Because he saw himself in Jidu when yeah. he was, you know, having fun and doing everything. Yeah. 
he saw himself in that. But at the same time, he's been moving his whole life. Yeah. Take care of his brother. So he was yeah, robbed of that. Yeah. He was yeah. robbed of that childhood. I agree. You know, he, he had to grow up real quick. Very. But. Yes. But she did not grow up at all. And once again, it mirrors each other. It mirrors. <laughs> it mirrors each other. Okay. Yep. But Jidu's speech at the end of that really hit home for me. Well, you know. I he, felt really bad. Well, he's a broken man. I know, but that whole speech, like, almost, it, I think it made me cry because it, it just really was very sad. Yeah, that's the uh, impact that a, when a show has good writing, regardless of, of the language, yeah. because we can all feel pain. It doesn't matter where you're getting it from. Pain is... It, pain is pain. Pain hurts across the board. Yeah. You know? yeah it, was, it was definitely a good scene. Yeah. yeah. Very good. All right. Episode four, Zombie Kid. <laughs> Yay. Zombie Kid's fun. So we pick up. And we meet the assemblyman, you know, uh, his father, and he basically blames those two for everything wrong about that day. Yes, exactly. How could you? How, and you, oh, you need to give me an apology. Mm-hmm. Like, this must be a thing about this show, about saying sorry, because I feel like if they say sorry, just all the hurt goes away. But uh, <laughs> they basically try to explain that, no, they basically were just trying to help, help, you know, help their son, well, help his son become better and get right. over all those kind of things. And basically, the authority man gets mad. He slaps. Just mm-hmm. slaps him with... It was like a crisp slap. It was like, bang! It was crazy. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Mm. And he got so mad. He Gangtag um, gang got really mad. He was like, why does a child have to benefit you? A child is a child. And, oh man! A child is a child, but it's but this it's such a it's such good writing. And I, when you have these kids who grow up so fast because of bad parents, though, that's why because they don't value their kids, yeah. you know. So, and then we and then we and then we discuss more about. Uh, I got a lot of notes here about this episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so you see the flashback. For Gangtai and his mom and yep. Gangtai and how all he remembers is his mom saying that's why I gave birth to you is to protect your brother until the day you die. And that's a lot of responsibility to put on a kid. Yeah, and he did not... It, no. It's not fair to him and he wasn't yeah. happy with that. No, I mean, not just the not responsibility fair. part. I mean, how, you're saying to a kid, like, it means that you're really just on this earth to take care of your brother. Like, yeah. Your life really has no value unless he's around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a hard thing to, to stomach. Mm. And some people, well, not some, most people would probably fight that and be like, nah, I got my own life. I'm doing my own thing. I don't care about, you know, but he stuck through with it. You know, when everything is happening, you know, as, as much as he wants his life to be his, he... He still has got to be there for his brother. Yes. Yep, I agree. Yeah. And... Once again, we're not going to go too heavy-handed with the with the episode. We don't want to over-spoil it. Yep. Um, but we definitely uh, can. We can flash forward a little bit, and we can um, discuss how when they went. Well, basically, I got notes here for days about this episode. <laughs> this episode. Um, the paint store. The, the paint store. Yes. So you see store. how Sangtae is just like Muniang. And that's what I thought. He basically just did what he wanted to do. Like the guy came in, he was like, "I'm not having it." He, he, he wanted the dino blocks, and he's like, but they're so pretty. And that just reminded Gangtai that his brother is very much like Moonyang. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I want it. It's pretty. It's mine. Like, again, going to what you said, he's childish, she's childish, kind of bringing that in. And that's why I think they 
actually, you know, fit the mold. And that's why I feel like he wants to take care of these two people right here. Even though he's not going to say it out loud, he does care about her quite a bit. He won't say it just yet because, you know, reasons because of the story has to be longer than usual. <laughs> so they go home. Um, they will flash forward a little bit later, too. And there, you know, she's like, it's raining outside. It's this really, really great scene. You know, it's a great dramatic, like Hollywood tell you. It's all like super sappy, lovey-dovey, what she loves. I don't, I don't get it. But, uh, he mm. sees, yeah. <laughs> he sees, actually, Adam, you want to take this part here? Uh, uh, no, go ahead. Okay. Doing great. Okay, sure. So he sees her, and, and they're they're talking, and he's like sees her. And he puts this jacket over her. It was Aww, so romantic, wasn't jacket. it? It was so romantic. Well, first off, remember he was on the bus. He ignored her. Well, yeah, but she's been she's been nothing but a thorn in his side. So no, why? I know. But then later on, he was like, I can't stop thinking about her, and just was like, I gotta go. Gets on the motorcycles, like I don't care if it's raining. I'm yep. gonna go get her. And there it just, goes. They had this like pass. She like falls uh, into his arms. Oh she's my like, god! She's god. been she's been walking for so long. <laughs> There's um. She's barefoot. Yeah, she's barefoot. You know, so that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, would you want to wear those heels all day? No. I, I don't want to wear heels at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's where that episode ends. Yeah. So like I said, we're gonna like not gonna beat the dead horse here and everything. So episode five, Holly, lead us off again. Rapunzel in the cursed castle. Hey yo! Yay! Do it. Oh, Gang Tay brings her home. Ooh. And everyone is surprised. Who's oh, this? Oh, man. Who? You brought home a celebrity? Ooh, scandal. What's going to happen now? So, they're, they're discussing, and what, once again, the cliff notes here are basically they're hanging out at the house, they're talking, they're chatting up, and then the one scene that took that for me so the most was this. Actually, two scenes. Two scenes. Uh, the first scene with uh, Song had a, yeah had an outburst. Yeah. With the paint because let them oh, let, oh, let, yeah. let the man paint. Let him do his thing, right? Don't interfere with his art. How dare you? Yeah. How dare, how dare you? <laughs> he's running around there with paint cans, going you know going he wild. He is. He's having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I mean he's having a blast. He's doing his thing. So don't mm-hmm. like the dude. Um, and, and what does Moon Young come and do? Hey, you want to come hang out with me? <laughs> so <laughs> random. But she's trying to she like... she knows he's going to say yes. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. He's, you know, he's special and you know, everything. So, and um, we basically, and <laughs> that part was pretty crazy. She's like, oh, you want to hang out? It's, it's, it's creepy. I think it's kind of creepy. No. Um, okay. Well, she was trying to get it to get to the movie on time. Yeah. Exactly. But then she... Literally outright says that she like loves this guy, but she's confusing that with her obsession again. I I think, you know, she's obsessed with him so much. She's obsessed with with this dude so much that she can't even like tell a difference. You know, from do you love this person or do you just like see him as an object that you can just I don't know be obsessed with and everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then like there's a part where Ju uh Ju Juri Juri yeah Juri, yeah. you know. Basically tells, you know, he goes, hey, long story short, I like you. He's like, stop liking me. Yeah. You don't like me. But, you know, she wants them to stay there forever. You know, they have a good thing going. You know, I think she's okay she's with being. She's liked him for a while now. But it must be some thing when people are just like totally oblivious when someone she cares about you. Like, she's like, she basically is like showing that she cares a lot because she's kind of like, you know, outwardly protective of him as well. 
mm-hmm. and you know she's not really hiding it well right so and he was like stop liking me yeah she's like no I'm not gonna stop liking you <laughs> so picture mm-hmm. the words yeah so and that was my spiel for episode five unless you guys want to ask yeah. for more um what I wanted to add was at the cursed castle she finds out that he's known the whole time that it's her from his childhood. I don't want to spoil that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want to spoil that. Oh. I don't care. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut about that. No, nope, oh. I can't. That I was can't. the mystery we tried to hold together no. in one take. I can't. Uh, I love it. Oh, one, take. Uh, <laughs> one take. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got no tags there for sure. <laughs> Stop it. I can't. Fine. You know what? I want you to take over episode six all together. Do it. No. Oh, so good. So what's the title of episode six again? Bluebeard Secret. Ooh, that's a good one. You guys I, got it. Go I ahead. I love Bluebeard. You two can do that right there. So I need to just think about my thoughts right now. <laughs> Are you that upset? Oh dear. No, well, anyway. <laughs> so Moon Young takes kind of advantage of Sang Tai and asks him to be an illustrator and gets him gets him. Him and the brothers. Like you get him to like, like move in. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. So shady. It's so, it's <laughs> no, so yeah, shady. It's, it's great though. All right. So anyway. To convince a man with issues though. <laughs> They're there, and now he's a live-in illustrator. He's finally getting to do what he wants to do. The brother. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. But kind of has a breakdown. I wonder why. The story. Well, there's some parts of this uh, before you get to the breakdown. There's some parts of the story that's like they, uh, I think Moon uh, Tang like went downstairs and like was like what's the door and she's like stop him. She's like no, like don't ever go in this door because something's going on. And you'll get more into that in the show. I won't take too much, but yeah. there's a story yeah. why they call this episode Blackbeard. I mean a Bluebeard. Bluebeard, yeah. yes. Yeah. Two stories, right in there. Yes, they tell two stories. Two yeah, flashbacks, yeah. which yep. I don't. We should not go into detail, Rip. No, nope. that it, one we'll hold off on. Yeah, yes. I rather we don't actually because it would just ruin much of the story. Because the, but it's so good. But the mystery's there. Yeah, that's why it's so important that we do not go to the the story of Bluebeard on in two parts. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we could go to the episode ending how it was. You know, it's a little bit. Once again, there. Holly, episode ended. Ended? Let's see. Oh, where she was in sleep paralysis. Ooh. That's, by the way, that's totally a thing. That's a very big thing. Yes. So, Moon Young was in her room, and she saw the floating ghost above her. Creepy, right? What was that? That's such a weird thing. So, you know, and the floating ghost above her is telling her that she's going to kill her precious prince, and Gang Tae comes rushing in. She is holding... She is holding onto his shirt so tight, yelling at him to run away and leave her. But Gang Tae listens to her actions instead of her words and holds her close and says, okay, I won't go. That just... Because he's a love-struck hero. Once again, hero complex. That was an amazing scene. And that was I... a powerful scene because, you oh, know... God. Because... The, the walls done to break down around uh, Komi Young, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, so... He was so upset in previous episodes 
that he left her when he was young, he's not going to make that mistake again. Because he realized that he really cared for her. Yes. And he doesn't want to lose that. I, the, he doesn't want to lose that warmth again that he gave uh, off. Because he wants to love somebody. He does. He's lonely. And yeah. he's hurt. And he's broken. They, these people are all broken. Yeah. Yeah. And all his life, you said he's been sacrificing everything. His, yep. like, his whole life for his brother. For pretty much his brother. Yeah. Uh, to get stuff. This is the first person who's putting their energy and time to him. So, yeah. That everybody's doing everything for themselves. And exactly. He, he does everything he's for finally everybody. getting what he wants somebody, and what he needs. Even though she's crazy, somebody's finally giving him the attention that he's yearning for. Yeah, yep. Definitely. Yep. So we go to episode seven. We're almost done, people. Relax. You the can cheerful go, dog. You can go home with some people. No. <laughs> you, can go. you love us. Stay. Please stay. We, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much fun. I mean, you are. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no, we have fun. She gave me the finger. Anyway, um, thank you for that, by the way. It's really nice of you to do that. Mm. Episode 7, um, once again, it's this episode actually uh, deals with a lot of uh, exposition, so I don't want to really discuss it in too much detail, because actually episode 7 and 8 give away a lot of the story plots, and yeah. if I do this, you know what? We're not going to do episode 7 and 8, because it gives away too many story plots, and I think it would be bad form to really explain it because we it will make you like not want to watch the show you could literally skip episode one through six and go seven eight to what to a degree and i don't want to do that because this show should be watched because this this show you need to watch it it's really good yeah so i mean we could just stop it right here it's fine but um usually we give a rating you know based on you know movies and things that we watch and everything you know on scale of one to five Mm. you know one being a Fast and Furious because it's terrible but I love the movie anyway two being a Godfather part two I'm sorry five being Godfather part two um, but for the first time no because this is a two-parter yes we you can't will, do it yet you will get my official when I'm done watching the show next week I'm gonna be done watching the show you will get my official uh, rating but uh, and Holly's as well and, and uh, of course you know obviously and uh, yeah so what we're doing this is actually a two-parter about obsessive love and what it can do to a person so oh, it's so great obsessive love is great this show is just great it touches on so many things that are just amazing I totally agree it hit for me so far the notes for me were sacrifice love family mental health yep hit it all right there for me I agree um it uh but and it's a great mystery. It keeps you guessing the whole time through. It also has a lot of uh, comedic beats. Like, once again, we didn't talk about every character in the show because yes. watch it for yourself. Because some things, right, just are funnier when you see it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Hence why I said we're not going to go into episode 7 and 8 because heavily spoilers. And I was surprised by I was wrong about a couple things. So You're going to be wrong about a couple more things, too, just oh, because that's okay. how it goes. Okay, hurtful, but also <laughs> true. So, um... What I can definitely say is, this is like I said before earlier, this is a two-part episode, um, which you'll get part two of this show in two weeks' time. Because next week, we are doing season one of the Netflix hit show, You. Oh, You. You. If you haven't noticed, there's kind of a theme here. We hit lots of psychological kind of... Like dark, gritty show, Dark, gritty shows. 
I mean, which some, I love and I know Rich really enjoys too. So yeah, I mean, anything that for me that actually has a good way to make a, a discussion happen like this right here, mm. I'd rather watch and discuss this kind of stuff all day. I can do this for hours, or in this case, one hour. Mm-hmm. So also, I want to so once again next week, right? Season one of you. And the guest will be my wife, Jessica. She'll be here discussing the show with us. She's a sweet girl. Be good to her. <laughs> um, so, have some news. A little surprise Yay, here. Yay, news! Have some news. Um, you can now email us your questions, your concerns, your hate mail, your love mail, whatever you want to send to me. Any suggestions for us to yeah. watch and or, review. Or to send me a mail and be like, hey, Rich, we love what you're doing because you're the best host and Holly's okay. You can do that. You can totally do that if you want. <laughs> you can say how much he's awful, but that's okay. Also true. <laughs> also, in big, big news, coming soon, are you guys sitting down? Because I am. <laughs> Website coming soon, everybody. In a few weeks, there will be a Stay Tuned with Rich and Holly website up on the internet. So you can literally get the podcast there. You get, I mean, I'm not an artist, so Holly will be doing a lot of, of the background art. But we'll be throwing up their pictures of, you know, whatever. Anything. Doesn't really matter. You know, we'll up there about things that we're watching and respond to any of your feedback on there as well. It's going to be a, an open website. You get to post, you know, obviously, you know, share it across the board and everything. But it's going to be fun. I'm currently right now um, going to go, start building it as of tonight, which is August 27th. So fun stuff. And once I have the website uh, posted, I'll be sure to update you fine listeners here who have been, you know, staying tuned with us for this past month. This has been a really, really, really fun time we've been having together. I can't believe it's been a month. It's been a month. Happy anniversary. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) It's been a really, really fun time reviewing these shows. And yeah, you know, thank you for hanging out with us. I want to thank Adam for coming in today. for coming in and helping. I mean, it's my pleasure. I think you guys are doing a great job and I love Love to listen to you guys all the time. So this is uh, it's been a great honor. So thanks again for having me here. We definitely pay him to say that. <laughs> it definitely did. Not that much though. <laughs> it's not a lot. We That's... pay we pay him snacks. <laughs> they are some good snacks though. They are they are tootsie rolls. So <laughs> with that being said, once again, I want to thank the audience for, for uh, staying tuned with us for hearing our uh, hour long spiel about this show. Please check it out. Stay tuned for uh, part two of it's it's okay to not be okay in two weeks time. Promise. So. For the show, I'm Rich. And I'm Holly. And that was Adam. Thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Be safe. Bye. Hi. This is Rich from Stay Tuned. And in today's episode, I mentioned that we have an email address. But during that little excitement that we had going on there, I didn't even mention the email address itself. So I'm going to do that right now. Just a little quick tidbit. So to contact us, you can email us at staytunedny1 at gmail.com. So staytunedny1. I'll spell it out. S-T-A-Y-T-U-N-E-D-N-Y, the number one, at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Take care.